0: Our industry is extremely cutthroat. And back in the 90s, you were basically rated on on how much money you made as a broker. And it was a very lucrative business, very cutthroat. I mean, you had to deal with some underhanded BS that took place on the desk with other brokers. You're always competing. As an owner of a commodity shop, having to control that was very difficult. You're dealing with a lot of egos, a lot of tempers. I definitely wanted to instill a family atmosphere when I acquired Energyware because that was what Mike, the ex-CEO, wanted to continue. And so did I. I mean, I, wanted to, I didn't want to treat it the same way as, as um, oil and gas because, like I said, it was just a very cutthroat industry. I wanted to manage differently and I didn't have any intentions. It's a completely different way to handle people. We are here to try to explain to you what it is we do here. Solar
1: industry in the U.S. employs
0: more people than Google, Apple, Facebook, and Twitter combined. The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Welcome into the Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. I am your host, Fred Davis, joined as always by the founder and president of e-Renewable, Mr. Mike Niemer. And Mike, at second episode of 2021. Uh, Here for the folks, and uh, so far, so good in 2021, would you say?
2: I'd say so. Uh, I'm excited for uh, all the guests we have lined up for this year, and I'm particularly excited about the guest we have here today since I've known him as a colleague over 20 years ago. So uh, I'm interested to let him tell our listeners about the story.
1: Absolutely. The uh, founder, or excuse me, the uh, owner and CEO of uh, Energy Wear LLC is going to join us, Mr. Jake Jaquez, and we're very excited about kind of his story. And again, very similar to uh, yours, Mike, as far as, you know, again, experience in the oil and gas, in the energy side of things, and then is making his way into the renewable energy slash energy efficiency space. So uh, we'll get with Mr. Jaquez here in just a second and listen to his fascinating story and his foray into uh, the renewable side of things. But before we do that, uh, definitely want to give a shout out to... uh, Steve Shepard and Donna Foy, our podcast partners over at NEMA, the NEMA News Minute that debuted last week in the last episode. We're very excited about that. Uh, Good stuff going there. So we definitely encourage everybody to go check that out. And then, of course, uh, Mike, we'd be remiss if we didn't let the folks at home know about eRenewable and the services we offer in 2021.
2: Mike, take it away. Yes, sir. Thank you, Fred. Well, eRenewable, we are involved in renewable auctions, unbundled recs, We help companies with their microgrids, renewable natural gas projects, and LED lighting and efficiencies. So uh, we try to be a full-service company. Our customers have requested all of those things from us, so it's kind of forced us into that. Even though we started as just the auction, uh, COVID has driven us to be more than just that, so it's been a benefit for our company. And so hopefully... um, We can service them how we need to service them upon their request. And part of this podcast is for education. And that's why we're here is just to help everybody learn what's in the market. So with that. I'll give it back to you, Fred.
1: Thank you so much for that, Mr. Mike, and uh, again, for anybody that has any questions, make sure you go to www.erenew.net. That's www.erenew.net, and of course you can always email Mike at mike at erenew.net. If you have any questions, that's mike at erenew.net. So, without further ado, Mike, you alluded to already, uh, this is a gentleman that you've known for quite some time now. Uh, you guys run around the same circles, so uh, that uh, only knows what kind of tomfoolery you guys used to get into back in the day, but uh, here we are in 2021, and um, we welcome to the program Mr. Jake Jacquez, the newest owner and CEO of Energy Wear. And uh, Mr. Jacquez, you've got a fascinating history of yourself, uh, 25 years in the brokerage trading side of things, and of course you've done some angel investing, you're no stranger to uh, running your own shops, and so here you are now, the, energy, the owner of Energy Wear. and we'd be remiss if we didn't kick this thing off right, and... How does a guy who 25 years, you know, again, kind of, you know, running in your own circle, doing your own thing with the connections you've made in the brokerage and the trading side of things, how did you stumble across the idea to jump into energy wear, into the energy efficiency and how has this thing come about? Well, uh, Fred, thanks,
0: thanks for having me on, uh, on your podcast and Mike as well. And uh, I look forward to to our future endeavors together. But uh, as a uh, as our market started to condense in the natural gas markets and you know, as well as crude, I was looking to expand Jock's energy and um, look at other energy service opportunities. And after interviewing 50 to 100 different companies, I uh, came across Energyware. And the one thing that, that really uh, excited me about it was just the, you know, the, um, the renewable space and the demand for it. And when I started talking to some of the directors and I met with the CEO, uh, he, had, he had already been contacted by several equity investors and they wanted to kind of dilute the company and, and kind of control it in a different direction. And, and that's not what Mike wanted. Mike, Mike established a family atmosphere with an energy where, so, um, and he felt that with what I wanted to accomplish and, and possibly take the company public, uh, he, he passed on, and actually he passed on more money uh, to allow me to, to acquire the company and Uh, That process took about three months and lo and behold, I'm the new CEO of of Energyware and and I'm excited to say that we've added some some new products uh, moving into 2021 and and, um, things are really, really looking pretty amazing right now.
1: What was it about, and, and you, like I said, you talked a little bit about the family and, and the family atmosphere and just kind of the history that they'd already had, but, you know, when you go through 50 to 100 different companies, I mean, I, I got to imagine, and again, you being an angel investor, uh, you know, like I said, you co-founded ChalkApp.com, so again, you're no stranger to this. What exactly were you looking for? What are some maybe, you know, obviously financials are one thing, but what are some of the intangibles, maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff that you're looking for specifically that maybe, you know, at the end of the day... Jake's going to go with his gut more so than, than you know any kind of uh, numbers on a piece of paper. Well,
0: as I mentioned, uh, Mike, Mike Bertamini was a great, great guy, a very spiritual guy. And his mentor, uh, Steve Canton, the guy's half a billionaire. He's done very well. He's probably uh, done four or five mergers and acquisitions in, in, in his lifetime. And so in talking to them and meeting with them when I went to, to uh, Fort Lauderdale, their home office, I got to meet um, each individual director. Ed Ripa, an amazing guy. Boas Santiago, the marketing director, and most importantly, is is um, Andy Bertamini, Mike's dad. He has uh, been in the banking industry for thirty plus years, ex Wells Fargo guy. And I just felt like those core group of guys and their support and their knowledge in this industry uh, was what I was looking for. And I felt secure enough to uh, to pursue that at that point. It's it's been a great it's been a great situation so far one of the biggest things that uh, at the time that really interested me we had just finished working a, a project with uh, Duke university. And I mean, it, it was up to 20 to $30 million deal and it, it was the inception of it. So we, we have like a three year old contract currently working with them. Also uh, they're trying to expand. We were trying to expand more into California. Obviously that's a really, really hot space to be in. And like I said, we're nationwide. So that, that was another uh, thing that really inspired me and, and my opportunity to possibly take this internationally to, to Mexico and Canada do exist at this point.
1: So obviously you've got some huge plans for it as well. Once you guys identified, okay, this is going to be a good fit, then kind of how does the whole – because obviously, you know, Energy wear has got a CEO already. talked about that with Mike. Well, how, how does that whole breakdown as far as responsibilities go, and, and what did you elect as far as who did you want to keep on – or did you want to keep everybody on board uh, from the previous staff? And, and what kind of – how does that go for the transition as well?
0: Yeah, for the most part, I, I uh, definitely wanted to keep everybody on board. I mean, I'm an old <laughs> oil and gas guy, and, uh, you know, at the time – Natural gas, the the, the big put, push was, you know, it was it was cleaner burning fuel. It was a big push for a big demand for it. We saw some crazy volatility back in the day, didn't we, Mike? Boy, didn't we ever? Whew. So, uh, but you know, it's it's not that way anymore. There's uh, there's an abundance of it now with the uh, the LNG, all uh, the production, the fracking, uh, the potential to make money just isn't there for a lot of the traders. So, one thing with the uh, the energy efficiency space, I just felt like there's definitely a demand for it and. So, so when I acquired the company, I just these guys are very knowledgeable in what they do. I mean, for me, it was a no brainer to keep everybody on board, continue the growth of the company. I mean, expanding into to, to solar and HVAC and water efficiency. We're even doing window treatments and roofing for some of the solar uh, programs that we're doing. So, it just seemed like a, like a like a no brainer to to continue on with the, the current people that were on board. And actually, like I said, I'm I'm, exp- I'm, I'm expanding that. We brought on some. Uh, some heavy hitter sales reps that uh, Ed worked with and actually mentored. So, um, and of course, our, you know, our, me being an oil and gas and I mean, it's, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, Mike and I met and, and uh, some of my old clients are actually have been promoted to different sustainability positions within their company and have reached out to me. As a matter of fact, my, one of my old bosses, uh, I'm sure you remember him, Mike, uh, Randy Gibbs. Yeah, he's, absolutely. He's got, you know, he is in the, uh, in the solar uh solar industry as well so it's it's really it's a really unique situation to, to 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 i guess revisit everybody that we've we've been a part of for 27 years
2: well no that's exactly right you know that's part of why i decided to open e-renewable our old market was shrinking and this newer market even though it's you know 10 or 12 years old in theory you know it's just in the infancy stages and now with Uh, President-elect Biden getting in, it only makes our choice uh, look even better than it did before by moving into this space. And so uh, there's a lot of opportunity. I don't think you can look at any projected charts at all and see the arrow pointing down the expected growth in this market. The arrow is always going to the upper right-hand corner, uh, not straight up, but 45 degrees up. And that's uh, good enough for me. And I'm sure you too.
0: I agree with you. Know, I was going to share something with you guys real quick. I, I just got off a conference call. Uh, Harris County, as a matter of fact, is an RFP, and they probably had about 30 people there, a lot of people representing PPAs. And just to listen the amount of potential, I mean, they're talking thousands and thousands of buildings, retail uh, facilities, as well as just the lighting systems, the um, traffic lights. And they were looking to uh, for an RFP. And like I said, there were was, was people just offering all sorts of their services so it's it's definitely a hot market and hot, hot commodity at this point.
1: One of the things you mentioned real quick was that folks making the move from the oil and gas sector into the renewable space, and and the consensus from a lot of these guys is there's not you know a lot of the same intangibles carry over to the renewable and efficiency space. Are you finding the uh, are you finding that to be true?
0: Oh, I am. As I mentioned, I've got people reaching out to me, and as a matter of fact, that's how Mike found me he, <laughs> uh, through uh, through one of his contacts. He found out about he heard about Energy Wear and, and two and two together when he saw my name via LinkedIn. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a unique situation, and just being able to work with them again is is, is a great situation. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm looking forward to hearing from other from other people as well.
1: Now, granted, you've only been in the efficiency space, at least in this capacity as a CEO and owner, for for what four or five months now. What has been, and, and I'm sure the transition still continues, but what's been the biggest surprise uh, that you've that maybe you didn't expect, and what's been probably the biggest surprise from a ease of transition standpoint?
0: I guess the demand for renewable energy and sustainability, the demand for it uh, via all the major corporations, universities, municipalities, utility companies that I'm I'm currently doing business with just the demand for it. I, I didn't realize that. I mean, you know, being oil and gas, we a bunch of old schools. We're dinosaurs when it comes to energy. So it's exciting. It's very exciting.
2: Yeah, it's going to keep us a little younger, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I agree with you. It definitely is keeping me younger.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Jake, have you noticed that um, how as they start talking about different things that they're working on within the renewable space, how you can have flashbacks of when that gas was just starting out and things we did to make that grow, then you could just extrapolate that and move it into this sector, and and it makes sense. Have you Absolutely. noticed that?
0: Absolutely. Another funny story I was going to share with you, Mike. I don't know if you remember um, Hunter Shively, I think was his name.
2: Yep, from Enron.
0: Yes. It was like one of my agents. He was on a – back in the day, he worked um, on Wall Street. Anyway, long story short, this guy, he'd be on the, on the train riding back into Connecticut, and he just remembered hearing all these – Crazy stories about the, the net gas market and all the trading and the crazy things that we used to do back in the day. And, and um, it's just funny because I, I just met him probably two weeks into, into buying the company. We kind of ran with the same group of people. You know, he, he would sit there and drink with these guys and just the amount of money that was made or lost. And now that we're, he's basically one of my master agents. And now he's, he sees the value of energy efficiency products to his companies. It's, it's huge. Yep. So full circle.
2: Yeah, it is a full circle. That's exactly right.
1: How long has this been something that uh, you would kind of been marinating on before finally deciding to start uh, looking into it and then eventually pulling the trigger? Well,
0: you know, it's funny. As I can relate to Mike because I remember back in the day when he was my manager, <laughs> he always had side businesses going. And, <laughs> you know, it was funny. I'd go into his office, and he was always doing something else and, and yelling at me. So, it was, it
2: was <laughs> Well, I'm not sure about that, but, yeah.
0: Are <laughs> so you going to show to work today? No, no, but, uh, <laughs> but no, he always had something going, and that's where I, I am. I always feel like I've, I've got to keep busy, uh, keep the mind going. Uh, one thing that I was going to share is that, um, unfortunately, I lost my son three months ago, and he was uh, medically dependent. It was a, an unforeseen accident, and uh, it's, it's been horrible. But the situation is that you know I instilled in him a work ethic, and he would always sit in my office, and we would talk about business, and he wanted to take over all my business endeavors. And, and I just told him, I said, son, you just got to stay busy. And hence, you know, that my tech company and, and I'm also got a, a hedge fund in cryptocurrencies that are, that are, that are taken off like crazy right now. And <laughs> well, yeah, I the
2: market to be what, wow. oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's been, it's, you know, I'm gonna tell you some guys, I've written this thing for four years, so it's been uh, this is nice. So with that said, I mean, in losing my son, I can just tell you, that I'm, I feel like I'm fearless. And I just think that you got to take, take chances and opportunities and, And the whole reason I'm doing this, guys, not to sound corny, but I really do want to live my son's legacy and quite frankly, do something good. Just do something good. Yeah. And I feel like this is, this helps a lot of, a lot of us. Yeah. And you know, Fred and I have often talked
2: about if we can make this world a better place for our kids and our grandkids later by what we're trying to make something better with regards to cleaner air or so on and so forth. So be it that, why not contribute?
1: Absolutely. First off, I, I got to say, and we're all parents here, uh, my condolences for your loss, first and foremost. I mean, I, I can't, I mean, I've got two children, I've got a daughter who will be 18 in a couple of weeks, and I can't even fathom the idea of, of that. So I my, my my thoughts are with you, uh, Mr. Jacquez. I appreciate that. Thank you. How do you allow yourself to grieve? And how do you, when you're in the middle of, 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 of one of the biggest trans transactions of your life, of your professional career, how do you separate the business side of things with trying to process the death of a child?
0: Wow. (laughs) I didn't expect this question. (laughs) Um, you know, It's extremely difficult. This Godfather during my son's services, he said WWJJD and basically what would Jacob jocks do? And I I basically try to emulate that. And you know, my son always, I'm, I'm learning every day, just some of the things that he shared with me. I mean, he'd always tell me, you know, count your blessings. You're not promised tomorrow. Things could always be worse. He was always the optimist. And, you know, during COVID, the pandemic, you know, my kids came home from college and, and everybody was here at the house. And Jacob would come into my office and we would sit and talk about business and talk about girls. We talked about all sorts of stuff. But, you know, he um, he was always interested in the things that I did. And I just remember those times. And, and you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I, there's day, I cry daily and I miss them deeply. It's tough. It's um, It's a tough situation. But. Like I said, I, I, I've got a legacy to live for, and, and that's his, and I, I definitely want to do, do, do right by him and, and um, continue to live out his legacy, and I'm going to do it. Uh, as a matter of fact, we have a foundation uh, via Energyware, through Energyware, uh-huh. uh, so on, on behalf of my son. What's the name of that foundation? It's going to be the, uh, the Jacob Hawkins Foundation. Okay. Yes, sir. Excellent. Excellent. We
1: certainly, uh, we'll certainly, uh, I'll tell you what, let us know anything that we can do on that front. Cause I know we'll certainly be, we'd be more than happy to promote and, uh, anything we can do to help you out on that front. Cause, uh, like I said, nobody should have to go through that.
0: I, I really appreciate that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah.
2: If you guys have a uh, page on the website yes. dedicated to Jacob, yes, sir. Uh, we're
0: going to expand that as well.
2: We'll try to, as we develop this relationship with energy, where we know, uh, you and your firm are going to be on several of our shows and, we're going to work together on a couple of projects. We'll be glad to make sure we lead people to that site to learn about
0: Jacob. I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. No problem.
1: We'll we'll get to the Energy Aware campaign that, that uh, we're partnering on here in just a second, which we're obviously we're both very we're all three very excited about. But let me ask you this: you know, you've been a guy that again you you you've gone solo, you've been with teams. Does the management style change at all when, when you take over uh, something like this in in Energy Aware and, and, and kind of who do you who's your who do you lean on when it comes to and and again obviously everything you've been through, but from a business standpoint, I mean again twenty five twenty seven years into this, you're obviously still learning things. Who have you kind of leaned on uh during this process as far as from a business standpoint and from a management standpoint, going from okay, I'm running a shop with four or five guys to now I've got eighteen employees plus an agent network of two, three hundred people?
0: Great question, Fred. So early on and Mike can attest to this, I mean, our industry is extremely cutthroat and back in the nineties. You were basically rated on on how much money you made as a broker, and it was a very lucrative business, very cutthroat. I mean, you had to deal with some underhanded BS that took place on the desk with other brokers. You're always competing, and as an owner of a commodity shop, you know, having to control that was very difficult. because You're dealing with a lot of egos, a lot of tempers. I mean, I don't know how many phones we broke on the desk, Mike, but I'm sure there was quite a bit. There was a few, that's for sure. Yeah, but. Um, I definitely wanted to instill like a family atmosphere when when I acquired EnergyWare because that was what Mike the uh, the ex CEO wanted to con- continue, and so did I. I mean, I wanted to I didn't want to treat it the same way as as um, oil and gas because, like I said, it was just a very cutthroat industry. And I w- I kind of just I wanted to manage differently, and I didn't have any intentions. It's a completely different way to handle people. One of the biggest contributors is Andy Andy Bertamini. I mean, like I said, he's he's. Had over 2,000 employees working at Wells Fargo and other banks, and he just knows how to handle people. And he's very, very structured. He's very organized. And back early, early on, before I acquired the company, I, was, I found out that um, some of the uh, people who were pursuing to acquire the company wanted to piecemeal it. And they, 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 one of the things that they wanted was, was Andy to be in charge of the, the actual company. And, and like I said, Mike just didn't want to have that, have that be the situation. He wanted to keep everybody intact. So I, I would say he's, he's a big factor. Plus I've, I've also brought on my own accountants, CPAs, my own legal, and they've, they've helped tremendously to, to acquire a company like this. is It's not easy. Like I said, it took over three months and, uh, so, I definitely had to rely on a lot of people who knew what they were doing because I sure as heck don't. But how much fun has it been for you, though? It's been, um, it was pretty, pretty hectic early on. And, you know, and, and the crazy thing is, I literally was the owner of the company three days before my son passed away. Oh. So, it, it was, um, yeah, you talk about a roller coaster ride. I had to bring back. Mike Bertamini, who who's still with the company, he, I kind of lean on him for advice. Okay, he's he's with us for about another twelve months or so. But yeah, he was fortunate to stick around and, and help me out during that 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 period. So um, it's been a whirlwind. But I, it, it's I'll tell you, twenty twenty one, we we our Q one is already much much better. It's, it's actually the best Q one we've had. We're lined up since the inception of the company. I'm working on a on a major solar project that happened before uh, before 2021, and it looks like it's going to take place, and and that's going to be a massive increase in our revenues.
1: You guys do LED lighting and and, you know HVAC and many other uh, offerings. What aspect are you most excited and encouraged by in 2021?
0: The demand for solar has really gotten my attention. Yeah, there's a lot of um, sustainability. Uh, issues that, that, uh, that they're having. Um, one in particular is, is the state of California, not wanting, not willing to do business with certain institutions right. if you're using you know, behind the meter energy. I find that really intriguing and uh, there's definitely a need for it. That's, that's, that's exciting news for all of us. And then when I found out what you guys are doing, your PPAs, I mean, that's just another asset that, that we can utilize to, to get the best rates for our, our clients. And so, I mean, I was really happy to hear from Mike
1: As you've segued into the renewable space, what's been the biggest hurdle transitioning to the renewable space?
0: I guess just knowledge. Okay. Learning, learning the lingo, learning the product, the jargon, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I got a funny, another funny story to tell you. I was probably about a month in. And they just said, hey, Jake, we're going to do some LED lights out in a chemical plant in uh, Pasadena. Would you be interested in you know, seeing as the new CEO go out there, just do a photo op and all this other stuff? So said, sure, why not? I went out there with our the, the rep. You guys, I was on a reactor about 10 stories up in the air, <laughs> the outside, wind was hurling. I said, what the hell am I doing up here? <laughs> But I'll tell you, that experience alone and just, just seeing the, the process and what takes place, and it's just really cool to see that. And, and, um, and that's not the – I mean, I actually went and did my own audit in the woodlands, the parking area, I mean, just a massive facility. So, I mean, as a CEO, to learn that, I'm humbled enough to, to get out there and do it myself and, um, and, and talk to the layman and talk to the, you know, the, the engineer out there, the project engineer, and I love it. I love, I love, I love to learn
2: yeah. You know, doing stuff like that and then seeing you taking that active role, that's, that's a good example for your team that you have and, uh, and speaks highly to the client you're going after with regards to your interest in the project. And so hats off to you. That That's a good move on your part to do that.
0: That's very- I, appreciate, I appreciate that, Mike. And, and I agree with you. I, I agree with you, but I mean, most importantly, it's from my own perspective, my own, my own knowledge. I want to learn. I want to know what we're doing. And, um, like I said, we've got some, some major projects coming up and I intend to, I mean, I know COVID's around, but regardless, I just want to get out there and meet people and, and uh, introduce myself and see the work that we're doing
1: all right, we'll we'll wrap this thing up here. Just a couple of questions to get you out of here with, and then because uh, I know you're a busy guy, and uh, we do appreciate your time today, Mister Jockass. So hey, we'll get to the partnership here in just a second, and and what you guys are going to be doing at the at the Nate Conference. Uh, but real quick, you mentioned two, kind of a two part question. One, you mentioned the solar being being the uh, one of the facets that you're very excited about in 2021. But one thing that uh, Mike and I have learned in the course of the last eight months doing this podcast is that's a crowded market, and especially with you know prices coming down, it looks like with this new stimulus bill, they they extended solar credit. Credits as well for the next two years so obviously I mean, that's good news right but again uh, that again that just means more competition so a with your background and obviously you know energy wear being you know situated very well in the market, how do you guys kind of plan to elbow your way in and stick out from the crowd competitive solar market and two what did you learn from the COVID? Because, again, that's one question we've asked everybody as far as, you know, depending upon whether you're a company or you're a solo person. How did you, in, in, in your business sense, what, what did COVID teach you, and kind of how did you, quote-unquote, as we like to say, pivot in 2020? Because we all know everybody had to pivot at some point.
0: Yeah, I guess, um, you know, doing what we're doing right now. You know, Zoom has be, <laughs> become the way to communicate. And it, it, it did hamper the energy as far as brokering. It, it did hamper because a lot of my my clients ended up having to work in their home. From a from a risk standpoint, they they couldn't put on the positions that they really wanted. So it really slowed our industry as far as brokering early on. And to me, that's kind of like with good good word. I, I decided to pivot. I, I figured, you know what, I got to start looking at something. There's potential, and it's not not being affected by COVID. And I, I looked at several things and. Like I said, when I acquired Energy where and the fact that, you know, they, they it didn't really affect them much. I mean, for the most part, everybody's still working from home, but we're still able to get out and travel and work. In fact, you know, these, these universities, some of the schools that we're dealing with, some of the business centers that we're working with, the employees aren't there. So it makes it easy, easy access. You know, from that aspect, it's, it's we've, we've kind of benefited, actually.
1: And then again, from the solar standpoint, again with it being kind of the, one of the things that you look to, to uh, grow in twenty twenty one, how do you plan on uh, how, do, how do you plan on positioning Energy Aware to stick out in a uh, what's what's a very competitive, crowded market?
0: Well, we're we're, we're pushing a huge campaign, and, and you just mentioned uh, Energy Aware and Boas Santiago's. My marketing director is an amazing guy, and we, we we have a, we're doing amazing marketing programs currently. And, and I think obviously with what we're doing right now with you, just my contacts within the industry as well as uh, our our, um, our channel, we're, we, we and we're we're doing pretty well, and I, I continue I can see us continue to grow uh, from that aspect.
1: Well, you certainly—you uh, mentioned your boy Boaz Santiago, an absolute uh, gem of a human being, and again, excited to work with you guys, Boaz uh, and the team, and the hashtag #EnergyAware campaign. Again, obviously, it's energyware, but like I said, nice little play on words there. This is going to do. This is going to go a long way to letting folks know, kind of setting the record straight, so to speak, if you will, on, on you know the realities versus the myths of energy efficiency.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know about you, but I'm 51 years old and I just remember growing up in West Texas and I, I was in the Air Force and in Arizona and you talked about solar and or, or even just any type of energy efficiency products at that time. Everything was outrageously overpriced and expensive. And was it, and it really wasn't that really that, that much efficient. The benefits weren't really there. But now with technology, I mean, these, even our, the solar panels of five, 10 years ago are obsolete. And so there's always growth, and and now they're not even selling. Uh, I mean, it's all LED lights for the most part. When you just when you go to Lowe's and Deep and Home Depot, so there's a huge push for energy efficiency, and um, even even with new homes, you know they're they're really really insulating these homes properly, doing doing uh you know their, their HVAC systems and water efficiency, uh, toiletry you know whether it's toilets and sinks, water faucets, uh, they're making a huge push for all that, so. There's going to be a huge demand.
2: Yeah. We're really excited about your energy aware program to help educate people because education is why Fred and I started this podcast. Uh, We quickly saw that that was really needed in the marketplace. It's not about the guy that runs a huge facility that's already had solar panels for 10 years. It's about all those people in the future that still need to get them. And that was the market we decided to kind of go after and help educate and Glad to bring you guys along and partner with you, your program and your team. We're looking very forward to what the next six months might bring for us.
0: I agree, Mike. You know, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, we were able to connect again. And uh, you've always been a hustler. I can, I can say that. And I know you're going to succeed. And, and Fred's very articulate. And it's been a pleasure. I, I, I thank you guys for allowing me to do this and, and promote our, well, our joint venture and I hope we can continue to grow together. And, and if I can help in any way, shape, or form, let me know, guys. I, like I said, I I believe in that family atmosphere, and, and I'd like to be bring you guys a part of that, be a part of that. So,
1: well, thank you, and uh, hey, thank you for your service as well. Being a uh, Air Force guy, I spent uh, four and a half years in the Navy. So uh, hats off right. to you. Well, best food, you. best food in the service, hands down. I was at <laughs> uh, what's what's what is it Lackland? Is that the one? Is that the base that's outside of San, uh, San Antonio? Correct. Okay, yes. yeah, I had a I had a layover there once, and so uh, yeah, I got a little got a little taste of the Air Force food there. So uh, hats off to the uh, Air Force food. So. Well, thank you for your service as well, my friend. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Thank you for two two flyboys talking here. So uh, I was on the aviation side. So well, Mr. Jockeys, thank you so much for your time today. And like I said, we we are we're, uh, we're thrilled about what y'all are doing, and uh, definitely excited about the hashtag uh, Energy Aware program. And of course, we'll be doing a series here from now until the time. Uh, and real quick, I know you guys are gonna be you guys are kind of like, the headline sponsor for the uh, the NAPE conference in May, right? The National Association of Environmental Professionals.
0: Yeah. So, Mister Boaz tells me, and uh, he's really heading that up and pushing the uh, the marketing aspect of that for Energy Wear. So. Let's uh let's get let's get that out there. Make it happen. Absolutely, awareness and, out there. That'll work. That'll work. Well, it's again,
1: thank you so much, Mr. Jaquez. Have yourself a wonderful 2021, and obviously, we'll be talking again uh, as we lead this thing up to the NAEP conference in May. And uh, again, just a great job that you're doing over there with you and your team. And uh, we look forward to what expects to be a very successful
0: uh, and encouraging 2021. Right. Thank you so much, and Mike as well. I appreciate you guys doing this. Thank Thanks, you, sir. Jake.
2: Have a great day.
0: All right. Stay blessed. Take care. Yeah.
2: Thank you once again
1: to Jake Jaquez, the new owner and CEO of EnergyWare. Looking forward to the partnership that we've got going on with them. Stay tuned for the hashtag EnergyAware. That's hashtag EnergyAware, as we'll be educating the masses uh, as part of our collaboration with EnergyWare as part of the hashtag EnergyAware campaign, letting folks know a little bit more about renewable energy as well as energy efficiency. Don't forget to check out all of the Green Insider episodes over at Apple iTunes. Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts and if you check us out on Apple make sure you leave us a 5 star rating why? because we promise you'll know more about renewable energy after you finish the episode than you did before you stopped by don't forget next week we've got Matt Beaton Senior Vice President of Renewable Energy and Emerging Technologies over at TRC Companies looking forward to sitting down with Matt and uh, talk about what's going on over in the great state of Massachusetts and some of the work they're doing over at TRC Companies want to thank everybody once again Jake Jaquette his team Boaz and the entire group over at energy where doing great work over there. And so once again, thank you for helping us make this possible. And again, stay tuned for the energy aware campaign. That's hashtag energy aware. This has been the green insider podcast. Thank you. Once again, as always to Mr. Mike Niemer, I am Fred Davis. This has been the green insider powered by e-renewable. We make going green easier. Thanks for listening. God bless.